If I can finish my day and look back and know I've done at least one thing to improve my business or to improve a stressful situation that I'm going through, I know that I have won the day. Welcome to the Success Club, the podcast where we delve into all things business, marketing, mindset, and how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Shakira Jade multiple seven-figure business owner and business coach with a passion for helping people succeed and blaze their own trail in business. If you are ready to up-level your skills, your mindset, and step into your next level self, then you've come to the right place. Think of me as your business bestie as we navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and life. Each week, I'll be taking you through business strategies, along with resources and actionable steps so that you can make your wildest dreams a reality. I invite you to be a part of the Success Club by subscribing to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's get into it. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Club. I am back home now. I just got home from my USA trip. I was gone for about five weeks, so it was definitely a decent trip and I had the absolute best time away. I honestly did not want to come home. I was having so much fun traveling around. If you follow me on my personal Instagram, you would have seen all the adventures that I got up to, but I I just enjoyed it so much. And I was just reflecting on my business and the way that I've set up my business so that I can travel and I can work from my laptop and my business can keep running. It can keep bringing in income even when I'm not there. And the whole time I was gone, I just kept thinking, I am so grateful. I'm so happy and I'm so grateful that I pushed through when things were hard, that I you know, kept going, even though things were tough, that I put up with the stressful times and all the things that you have to deal with being a business owner, just to have these moments and be able to do this. It, it honestly means the world to me. And I, I couldn't be more grateful. And I think one of the reasons I was feeling so grateful and so happy was because I was just continually reflecting on this gratitude that I had for everything that I had gone through. And it just got me thinking about the future and things that are kind of coming up. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode on how to navigate an income dip, because income dips are a part of any business. They are a normal part of running a business. And in order to survive an income dip, you really have to have a strong mindset to be able to do so. So it got me thinking and I wanted to do this episode because I want to support you guys and to help you through those income dips, help you through those challenging times when things seem difficult or things seem like they are never going to get better or your income is dipping and you don't know what to do and you just want to give up. I want to give you the courage and the strength and the tools to be able to continue on. That is a part of the reason why I started this podcast, because I wanted to talk openly about the struggles of running a business and talk about the not so sexy parts of running a business, such as having an income dip or, you know, struggling a little bit. And I wanted to kind of bring those things to light so that I can normalize them and 
you know, talk about them in an open way so that if you are going through something, then you know that there are others out there going through the same things. It is completely normal and I'm going to help you to understand what to do. And I can tell you 100% the payoff is worth it. I definitely experienced it when I was on my trip recently that being able to be in charge of your own time, being able to be your own boss and to not have to answer to anyone, to be able to go where you want to go, to be able to take time to do the things you want to do. It is the best feeling and it is so 100% worth going through all those struggles that come with running a business. So that is kind of what inspired today's episode. And I hope that you find it helpful. I am on such a high coming back from my trip. So I'm very excited to share this episode with you guys. But first of all, we're going to talk about why mindset matters. So before we get into the practical steps that you can take, I want to talk about why your mindset matters so much when you are experiencing an income dip. So this is going to be one of the most important things is to get your mindset right. Before you do anything else, you need to make sure that your mindset is in a good place because this is not just a financial issue, but it's also a mental and emotional issue and how you handle income dips and how you handle challenges in your business is all going to come down to your mentality and to the level of emotional intelligence that you have. So first off, I want to talk about a growth versus a fixed mindset. So I kind of spoke about this a little bit in the last episode about going from solopreneur to CEO and some of the mindset shifts that you need to make. But a part of navigating an income dip is making sure that your mindset is growth oriented. It's not fixed. It's not in a place where you are looking at this as a negative thing. A growth mindset allows you to see challenges as opportunities. So during an income dip, this is crucial that you look at it as an opportunity, not as a challenge or as it meaning that you have failed or that anything is wrong with you. You want to be looking at this as an opportunity to grow and to learn and look at what you can do to maybe not have an income dip again, or maybe look at your business in a different way. But getting your mindset right and understanding that it is a normal part of running a business, it is never going to be 100% up, up, up all the time. There has to be peaks and troughs. That's just a part of life in general, but it's definitely part of running a business. Even throughout the year, there will be ups and downs with your income throughout seasons. There is always going to be highs and lows with your income, but what you always want to look at is a consistent overall increase in your income. So when you zoom out and you look back over your income over the past few months, years, you want to see it going in a general upward direction. Even though you might have ups and downs, it should be going up in a general overall trending towards an upward direction. Another reason I wanted to do this episode is because I have actually had an income dip in my business this year, in one of my businesses in particular. And for the past probably five years, we've had a continual growth up every single year. It has been, you know, slightly up and down, but we've never experienced such a big dip in this one particular business as what we have in previous years. And it has definitely been a little bit challenging for me. I have had to look at my mindset. I've had to look at 
what I can do to increase the sales and to get this income dip to be back up again. But it has definitely challenged me mentally. And I think that a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago, or you know, even less, I wouldn't have been able to mentally handle the income dip as well as what I have now. I have definitely strengthened my muscle when it comes to handling challenges and understanding how a business works so that I don't let it completely destroy me. Back in the day when I would experience an income dip, I would be devastated. I would think, what am I doing wrong? I need to work harder. I need to put more hours in, you know, I need to really look at what I'm doing because I'm not good enough. And I would have all these kinds of crazy thoughts that were so toxic and so not helpful for the situation that I was dealing with. Having those kinds of thoughts wasn't going to do any good for my mental health or for my business, but that was where I would go when I would have an income dip. I really took it personally and I found it extremely challenging and it's taken me a long time to get to a place where I can be okay with having an income dip and I can just look at it more logically and work out what is going on, what can I do to fix this and putting my energy into fixing the issues or fixing the income dip rather than dwelling on all of these negative things. So getting the mindset right is absolutely the first part to fixing the income dip. Now, one of the action steps that you can take if you are in this position is to educate yourself. And this is something I always go back to educating yourself about business, about mindset, about psychology, and really getting in the right mindset by educating yourself. Because if you're feeling like you're having an income dip and you're not feeling good about yourself or your business, and you're not sure where to turn, one of the most positive things you can do is to turn to education. The fact that you're listening to this podcast right now is amazing. That is one of the best places to come for education, listening to podcasts, reading books, going to seminars, doing things that are going to help you and build you. That is one of the first steps. I would recommend reading the book, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. I have talked about this book many times before on the podcast. It's one of my favorite books but it goes over a really wide range of topics in life and in business. And it's in small chapters as well that are very easy to read. So I highly recommend reading that book. It's a great starting point to working on your mindset and to understanding some of those principles that it takes to be successful. Another way that you can improve your mindset is to journal. So you can journal about your setbacks or journal about what's going on in your business to find opportunities and also just to let it all out. It feels really good to journal and write things down. It's almost like you're releasing them from your inside and you're putting them on paper and you're getting them outside of yourself. And it can be such a release and such a good feeling just to simply journal and write down what you're going through in your business. And sometimes you might find you write things down and then when you read them back, they sound so silly, or you might have all these fears or all these thoughts going on in your brain. And once you've written them down in your journal, you read them and you're like, actually, that's not as bad as what I thought it was in my mind. Now that I see it written on paper, it's really not that bad. And I actually can fix this problem. So journaling is an amazing tool. I highly recommend that. Another thing to keep in mind when you are going through an income dip is that it actually builds resilience. So resilience is going to be your best friend when you're running a business. 
Everybody faces setbacks and challenges, but not everybody recovers. And I'm sure you know the statistics of running a business that I think 95% fail within the first year. And then after that, it's just a very small percentage that continue on. So if you can overcome an income dip and you can get through this, you are building your resilience to be able to get through anything. And that's really important. That is a key factor in being successful is being able to overcome challenges and being able to not just financially handle the income dip and be able to stay in business, but to be able to mentally handle these challenges. That is one of the hardest things. So remembering that going through any of these challenges is building resilience, I think helps because you know that there's at least a silver lining to all of it. Another thing you can work out is your success strategy. So this is actually something I learned from my business coach a few years ago. I had a Tony Robbins business coach and she was amazing. I worked with her for many years and she taught me this exercise, which is to work out your success strategy. So what you actually do is you look back to a challenge that you have faced at some point in your life or at some point in your business. So you think back to a time when you had a certain challenge and think about how you overcame that challenge. And for me at the time, and I would still say this is true now, I was feeling very overwhelmed in my business. It wasn't growing at the pace that I wanted it to. I had accumulated quite a bit of debt and I was really stressed out about it. And I wanted to work through this situation And when I looked at what I had done in the past, it was basically that I'd taken small steps every single day in order to improve my business. That for me is my success strategy. When I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling like things are getting really hard, I just look at it as a day-to-day basis. So I'm not going to look at the big picture. I'm not going to look at all the million and one things I have to do. I am just going to break it down into small pieces and I'm going to do one of those things every single day. If I can finish my day and look back and know I've done at least one thing to improve my business or to improve a stressful situation that I'm going through, I know that I have won the day and I know that all these steps that I'm taking are putting me in the right direction. They're setting me on the right path to set me up for success and to get through whatever situation it is that I'm going through. So anytime that I'm in a stressful situation or I have something that I need to deal with, I think back to my success strategy and what that is. And I do that. And this is a personal thing. It could be different for you. You might have something that is unique to you. So I want you to think back to a time in your business where you had a really big challenge that you overcame. And then I want you to think, what did you actually do to overcome that challenge? And that is your success strategy. So any situation that comes up, that is what you use and you keep in the back of your mind and you use that as a weapon because you think back and you know that you overcame this particular challenge that you had in your business Therefore, you can overcome the challenge that you are facing now in your business. And that is so powerful. So next up, I want to talk about some practical ways that you can boost your business when you're going through an income dip. 
So this is the more tangible stuff that is going to get you through and is going to pep your business right back up again when the income has dipped. So the first action step you can take is to do a promotion. So now might be the perfect time to spice up some of your offerings and add a promotion. So look at your services. You maybe want to identify one or two services that have been really popular in the past and set up a flash sale. You can think about what services you've had. If you've had something that has done really well and you know would do well again, then you could set up a flash sale for it. Or you could even look at adding on some extra value to the current services that you offer. Once you've worked out what kind of promotion you want to run, you can leverage your social media for maximum exposure. So you want to create lots of stories and posts or even tutorial videos related to the service that you're promoting and use your social media to promote this flash sale. Now, one thing I don't recommend doing is discounting your services. And I know this can be a really controversial topic, but I typically don't discount my services if I am doing a sale or a promotion. I always like to add value rather than to discount. Even in my e-commerce business, I try to give a free gift or do something extra than to discount our products because I do feel that discounting can sometimes cheapen the overall service or the product. So by adding something extra for free on top, I find that works better. And of course, there is an exception to this. We do do this during Black Friday and certain times of the year we will run a specific sale, but it's not very often. And we try to keep it to a very minimum so that our products and services are still perceived as being really high value. So that's just one little tip with running a promotion. In a fast paced world, time is everything. And for busy business owners like you, efficiency is key. That's why I use Flowdesk, the ultimate email building platform designed to save you time and skyrocket your business success. With Flowdesk, creating stunning emails is a breeze. Say goodbye to complicated interfaces and coding. Flowdesk's user-friendly editor empowers you to design captivating emails in minutes. They also have amazing automations which help you to save time and money. If you've ever gotten an email from me, you would have seen the beautiful design as I use Flowdesk for all my emails. Flowdesk offers a vast collection of templates crafted to match your brand's unique style. If you are interested in trying Flowdesk on a free trial, you can go to shakirajade.com forward slash Flowdesk to find out more or use my code shakirajade at checkout to save 50% off your first year. Join myself and thousands of other entrepreneurs who use and trust Flowdesk. The second action step you can take is to do some networking. So when you're going through a bit of a slow period, this can be the best time to start networking and sowing seeds for your future business. So some of the things you could do would be to identify some local networking events that you can attend, or you could look at some online networking events that you could go to. You could also look at your personal network or your business network and send out some personalized emails or some messages to people that you know, letting them know about the promotion that you're running or letting them know that you are open for bookings, whatever it might be, just to make sure that you are at the forefront of people's minds. The third step is to look at your client retention. So sometimes the key to 
income stability lies in your current client base. And if you haven't already listened to my podcast episode about the gold mine in your current client database, go back and listen to that one because there is so much value in using your current clients and then people who are already purchasing from you and looking at ways that you can maximize the spend from each of those clients. So some of the things you could do would be to obviously send them your promotion that you are now running, or you could send them out a client satisfaction survey just to gauge your services and have a look at where you stand by surveying your customers. This is a great way to find out if your services are performing well, if they are happy with what you are doing, or if there are areas that you could potentially improve upon. And perhaps that's a part of the reason why you're experiencing an income dip is because people aren't returning or they're maybe not a hundred percent happy with your services. So this is a good time to survey your clients, ask them for their honest opinion, and then look at ways that you can improve from them. You could also offer loyalty discounts for your previous clients, or you could create a referral program to incentivize your current clients to bring in new business. The fourth thing you could do is diversify your revenue streams. So again, I have another podcast episode on this, but this is all about not putting your eggs in one basket. So look at other services or products that you could offer that align with your skill set. If you feel like the services you offer aren't broad enough at the moment and you could add in some extra things for some extra income, I would definitely have a look at this during an income dip. You could also look for partnership opportunities or other businesses that you could collaborate with that would be a win-win for both parties and would give you more exposure in your business. The fifth thing you can do is to optimize your operational efficiency. So being more lean in your business can make the income dips less daunting. So having a look at your current business and working out if there are things within the business that could be automated to save time. You could also look at subscriptions potentially that you are paying for that could be canceled. And you can also look at renegotiating contracts with your suppliers or your clients to work out where you could either cut costs or increase prices. Sometimes when you experience an income dip as well, it is a really good opportunity to go through all of your financials and look at where you could potentially improve. Because of course, it can be a little bit daunting when you have an income dip. So this is a good opportunity to look at what you're currently spending in your business, get a really good hold on your numbers to know exactly what you are making, how much you are spending and see if there are any improvements you could potentially make within your finances. You kind of want to do a little financial audit. And if you are able to have a professional help you with this, whether it's a financial advisor or an accountant, even just for the short term to really get into the nitty gritty of your numbers, I would absolutely recommend this. The sixth step you can take is to hire a consultant or a coach to help you through the income dip and to help you navigate what might be going on in your business. So if you feel like there is a particular area of your business that could be improved and you're not quite sure how to do so, hiring a consultant who is a specialist in that area of your business to help you set up a plan to help you get back on the right track is so vital and it is absolutely worth the money. I also know hiring a coach, obviously I am a coach, so I'm all for hiring a coach, 
but I also know that can absolutely help you to get through an income dip. And I actually hired my Tony Robbins coach when I was at a point in my business where my income had started to go down. I was in quite a lot of debt. I was in about $200,000 worth of debt, which was huge for me at the time. It was very daunting and very scary. And then I actually went and hired a Tony Robbins coach. And I remember thinking it was $5,000 to hire this coach. And I was terrified. I was thinking I'm already losing money. I'm already in all this debt. And now I'm going to go and spend $5,000 on a coach. Like that doesn't even make sense. Like I shouldn't be spending money. I should be really pulling back on my spending. And this is a really bad time to be spending this amount of money. But there was just something inside of me that told me if I did this, I knew I could turn things around and I knew I could be better. And I needed to learn from someone who had done what I wanted to do and someone who had gone before me. So I took the leap. I just thought, who cares? Like I'm already in this much debt. What's another $5,000 at this point? And It was honestly one of the best decisions that I ever made. I was able to turn everything around. I was able to get completely out of debt and my business absolutely skyrocketed. So I definitely think that hiring a coach, especially when you're in that time of need, it's not just always for when you're at a point where things are going well and you want to just scale to the next level. You can also hire a coach if you are feeling like things are not going well or things are not going the way that you had expected them to. Hiring a coach can definitely help to get you through those challenging times. And the final thing I'd recommend when you are going through an income dip is to do a SWOT analysis. And I've talked about this before, but it is really good for when you are in a time where you don't exactly know what it is that is going wrong in your business. So SWOT analysis stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And you can Google how to do this. It's a very common exercise, but to give you a brief overview, S stands for strengths. So it is the strengths in your business. You want to start writing down what are the things that you do really well? What are the reasons that your customers come to you and they keep coming back to you? And what is it that really sets you apart from your competition? W stands for weaknesses. So you want to look at all the weaknesses in your business. So these are internal things. These are things that you're currently doing in your business that you know you could be doing better. These are the weaknesses within your business. Next up is opportunities. So these are things external to the business. So there may be services that you haven't brought in yet or there collaborations that you could potentially do. Or it's something that is external to the business that you could potentially start doing that you know would improve your income. And then T stands for threats. So these might be things like your competition. It could be things such as the market changing, could be the economy. It could be external things. So anything that is external to your business that could potentially threaten the well-being of your business. You want to be aware of these things. It's a really simple analysis of your business, but it is very powerful. And I have used this time and time again in my business. I've actually had my whole team do a SWOT analysis so that they were able to give me their feedback on what they saw as the strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats within my business. I also did this recently as well, about um, four or five months ago, I was bringing in a new high level manager and I wanted all of the managers that were 
going to be reporting to her to do a SWOT analysis of the business so that when she came into the business, she had a document with all of their viewpoints on what needs to be improved. So she knew exactly where they stood and how they perceived the business at that point in time. And she loved that. She said it was really helpful, gave her a really good overview of what she was coming into. So there are so many ways that you can use a SWOT analysis. So highly recommend doing this when you're having an income dip. And then lastly, it could also be a good time to do a content and branding audit. So we've talked about doing a financial audit. We've talked about doing a you know, strategy audit with the SWOT analysis, but you can also do a content and branding audit. Take a look at your social media, at your website, at your emails, and just see if your branding is consistent and if your posting is consistent and is everything up to date. Does it still align with who you are as a person, who your customers are, how you want your business to run. If you are finding that it's not really aligning anymore, then maybe now is the time to rebrand or to refresh those things. If you are having a bit of an income dip and you have a little bit more time on your hands, then now is a good time to just go through all those backend things, you know, those little tasks that kind of get pushed to the wayside and look at what you could be doing to improve them so that when your sales do pick up and you are busier, you've already got that fresh branding and that fresh website or whatever it is that you think needs changing within your business. It's just a good time to audit all parts of your business. So I just want to recap what we talked about in today's episode. First off, we talked about why your mindset matters so much and that we're not just dealing with a financial issue, but we're also dealing with a mental and emotional issue. And we need to make sure that our mindset is in a good place. I recommended you read the book, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield, and also journal about what you're going through in your business. I talked about how resilience is built when you are going through challenging times. And then we moved on to the practical ways that you can boost your business. So looking at running a promotion, you can go to networking events, look at client retention, see what you can find from your current clients, diversifying your income streams and looking for other ways to make money, optimizing your operational efficiency hiring a coach or a consultant to help get you through the challenging times. And then we looked at auditing your business. So from a financial perspective, doing a financial analysis, doing a SWOT analysis, and then also doing a content and branding audit. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I really enjoyed talking about this topic because as I said, I have been going through it myself this year and I am looking for ways, actively looking for ways to improve my business. And I just wanted to share some of the things that I have found that worked for me with you guys. And I hope it is helpful for you. Now this week, I am going to talk about my favorite things. And this week it is the Kindle. So I recently got a Kindle off Amazon and I love it. I am obsessed with it. You guys know I love reading books. I read so many books And I just, I have a lot of books in my library (laughs) and it's getting kind of full. And I also travel a lot. And I found that when I was traveling and I was carrying all these books with me, it was just quite frustrating, even though I really still love 
the feeling of a paper book in my hands. I am really enjoying the Kindle and I didn't get one for a very long time because I have an iPhone and I have an iPad and I thought I can just read books on my iPad. And I, I have read some books on my iPad and on my iPhone, but the Kindle is different. It looks like paper. And one of the biggest things I love about it is you can read it outdoors. So if you're laying by the pool or you're outside somewhere at the beach, it is completely crystal clear, even in direct sunlight, you can read really easily. And that was a big plus for me. I cannot read my phone or my iPad unless I'm in the shade. And even then it's a little bit hard to read. So the Kindle is really nice. The way that the background looks, it is really beautiful. The other thing I love too, is it has a humongous battery life. It will last weeks and weeks and weeks. I haven't charged mine in about six weeks and it's still going strong. So the battery life on it is absolutely incredible. Of course, if you're using it all the time, it's going to go down quicker, but even then they say the battery life lasts for weeks. So I don't even know how long it lasts. I haven't even tested it enough to see how long it actually lasts, but it's a really long time. So I love that you don't have to charge it constantly and the battery life is amazing. And it's also super light and easy to hold. So I find sometimes if I've been holding my phone for a long time, my hand starts to get a little bit sore, but with the Kindle, it's really easy and light. So I feel like I'm sounding like a Kindle salesperson (laughs) at this point, but I just love it so much. And I'm really happy with it. And I feel like it's inspiring me to want to read even more books and I want to share that with you guys, because if I can share anything that will help you guys to grow your business, to educate yourself even more then I, of course, want to share it. So definitely jump on Amazon and grab yourself a Kindle. And that is all from me. I will see you guys back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it or got some value from it, please share it with a friend who you think might like it also. If you're feeling extra generous, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to reach more people and spread my message to those who need it the most when growing their business. Thanks once again, and I'll see you here next week.